All right, so let's just get into the word today. How many of you guys want to live supernatural? I don't mean the TV show. <laughs> kind of creepy. I don't want to live in that. I do not want to be scared all the time. And when I say supernatural, it means beyond what is naturally possible. So in the Bible, God talked to tons of supernatural things happen. There are so many healings, you like can't even count it. Like things people are like, this is it. There's no cure for this. Boom, you know. Hey, you're blind. Let me rub some dirt in your eyes. You can see. You know, hey, you need some wisdom. Let me use a donkey to talk to you. <laughs> you know, discernment. Do you guys know that supernatural things can just be in discernment, knowing, like, how do I know this? How do I know how to proceed forward? I don't, have the, I don't have the understanding of this. And God gives you that. You know, people were raised from the dead. And not like I just died. We're talking like three days, stinking, nasty. And God's like, and just like, no problem. Let's wait a little bit longer so that you can see the mighty power of God. Okay, things like multiplying. Hey, do you got a couple fish and a few loaves of bread? Let's feed 5,000 men, not even counting the women and children. So they're probably like 20,000 people. Let's feed them with that. And every time they broke it in faith, it multiplied. That's supernatural. When I break my bread, you know, I have children. You know, any, anything that comes into my house, I think, here's a loaf of bread. The next thing I look, there's one piece left, and it, they left it open. It's probably dried out. You know, the only thing I can eat is toast, you know. Um, so that's the natural, but the supernatural, God's like, just break it, give it away. Usually when you give something away, you have less. God's like, when you give it away, I'm going to just make it multiply. You know, he, you know, you guys know about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were, they said, we're not going to serve any other God. And they're like, we're going to throw you into this furnace. This furnace was so hot that the soldiers who had to throw them in there, I mean, you're not getting paid enough for this. You better have good life insurance. They burnt up trying to throw them in the fire. And the, they said, you know what? Even if God doesn't save us, we're still going to serve him. Threw them into the fire. Boom, they're walking around dancing. They're, it's pretty cool in here. You know, and they came out and they're like, they didn't even, when the, and the awesome thing about that, you know what's supernatural? They didn't even smell like smoke. Man, bring a whole nation to know God from that. That's supernatural. I'm not going to really test God and do that. I'm not going to walk into a fire. But I'm saying is he did these things. You know what? He did for the Israelites. He said, oh, you guys, I asked you to go into the desert. We're going to go here. You know what? It gets cold at night. Let me just put like this pillar of fire around you so that you can have heat. Oh, it's hot during the day. Let me just, you know what? There's no clouds. Boom, there's a cloud over a million people. That's what God did. Those are supernatural. Walking on water happened, people. Jesus said it. It's in the Bible. It happened. I've never walked on water, but that would be pretty cool. So we're going to kind of go from there. So those are not normal things. You guys see those happening every day? But sometimes we see them. I've seen healings. I've got supernatural wisdom. Have you ever just needed an answer to something, and all of a sudden you have, like, the most amazing answer, and you're like, that is definitely God. That's not me. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not that smart. I do that all the time. People are like, how'd you know that? And I always say, I'm not, I don't know. That was the Lord. See, even things, the little things that we think, you know, it's not normal. That's what supernatural is. That's what God is talking about. So if you want to go with me, I'm going to be in Matthew. I'm going to be in Matthew 14, 22. And I'm going to read this. And it said, um, it's about Jesus. It's about water. Let's see what he does. 
It says, then Jesus made the followers get into the boat. You know, with your friends, get in the boat, get out of here, you know. They were preaching all day, they were healing people, they were doing all this stuff, and just like, y'all need to rest, go get in the boat. You know, take a boat ride, great. So they got in the boat, and he said, go to the other side of the lake. And, you know, when we're saying lake, we're not talking about, like, the little lakes we have here. We're talking, like, Lake Michigan, seas, you know. These things are big. Um, and he said, I'll, I'll catch you later. He stayed there to tell everyone that he was going home, so all the people that would gather. After Jesus said goodbye to the people, he went up to the hill by himself to pray. It was late, and he was there alone. By that time, the boat had already gone a long way from shore. Since the wind was blowing against it, the boat was having a little trouble because of the waves. Y'all, I'm not a big boat person. I don't want to be in any boat that has any amount of trouble. It's terrifying. Okay. And between the 3 and 6 o'clock in the morning, Jesus, Jesus' followers were still in the boat. Jesus came to them. He was walking on the water. Now, when you see this in movies, it's always like this clear, you know, um, water. No, we're talking about like huge waves that, you know, knock you down. Here he is just walking, like taking a walk on hilly waves. So here he is walking on water. When they saw him walking on the water, it scared them. That scared you a little bit. It's a ghost, they said, screaming in fear. Okay, these people had been with Jesus. They had seen things, but in the natural, they're thinking, what in the world? They'd never experienced this. So they're screaming. You got these 12 guys running around, you know, in their high-pitched screams. You know how guys actually scream. When they're around girls, they're like, oh, but when they're around, ah, you know, <laughs> when they're by themselves, right? So you got all these guys. This is probably a small boat, you know, you know. One of them's probably crying, We're gonna, you know, all of these things. Um, so this is what's happening, and here's Jesus walking out to them, and they're running around screaming, you know, try, you know trying to, like, what are we going to do? They didn't, know, they didn't have lifeboats at this time. But Jesus quickly spoke to him. I think he did it quickly because he's like, you ever see people when there's like chaos, they start jumping out of the boat and then they realize now I'm in worse condition and they do weird things. If you ever like, I don't know if you guys ever watched The Office, but there's a fire episode. If you haven't watched it, go watch it and it's what to do when, a, when there's a fire. People are throwing cats around. I mean, I, it's just, so this is probably what's going on on the boat. So he quickly spoke to him and thinking, oh gosh, I'm not going to have any disciples if I don't say something quick. He said, don't worry. It's me. Don't be afraid. And they looked at him. And Peter, one of the disciples, he was a favorite, um, said, Lord, if that's really you, tell me to come to you on the water. No, I probably wouldn't have said that. I would have been like, hey, Judas, ask Peter, ask Jesus to call you. You go first. Right? I probably wouldn't have been the Peter there. I would have been like, who do we like the least? Go see if Jesus is out there. Go see if it's him. So Peter, but Peter, he's like, no, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come out to you. I've seen what you can do. I've seen you do things. Come on. Jesus said, come, Peter. Then Peter left the boat. That first step. Okay. Okay. Do I remember my swimming lessons? there sharks in this water like I'd oh I mean that first step must have been I don't think it would have happened that quickly it probably was like a time frame of like should I do this should I not 
you know, I'm with Jesus now, but if I step out, I'm going to be with him in a different way. Uh, so, so, Peter, so Jesus said, come, Peter. And then Peter left the boat and walked on the water. Boom, right there. Jesus was doing it. Jesus taught them. Now Peter's doing it. So it's not just Jesus. He's walking to him and to Jesus. And then, but, here's where we get this sometimes. But while Peter was walking on the water, he looked around and he saw the wind and he saw the waves. What happens? You see what's going on around you and you're like, oh no, this is not good. Like that's a really big wave coming. So he looked around. He was afraid and he began to sink in the water. You guys, they wore robes that were long. Once you start sinking with that much clothes on, it's all over. I'm pretty sure Peter's like, oh no. So he starts sinking into the water, but he he knows that Jesus is there. So he shouts, Jesus, save me! He's just got a few words before he goes under. Then Jesus caught Peter with his hand, and he said, your faith is small. Why did you doubt? Because he's still standing on the water, right? It's possible. He's standing on the water. I mean, and he just reaches out of the water and it's like, here you go. And he asks this of Peter. After Peter and Jesus were in the boat, so then I think he's like, Peter needs a break. We need to give him a little more faith, increase it. So he let him get back in the boat. He didn't have to do it right there. Sometimes you're thinking, oh gosh, I used up all my faith and now I'm sinking. So Jesus like, get back in the boat. And then he said, you know, calm him down. He stopped the wind. Then the followers in the boat worshiped Jesus and said, you really are the son of God. If I see someone walking on water, I'd be like, I know you're Jesus. I know you carry the presence of the most high God, right? I ain't seen anybody else. I haven't seen any other spiritual leader walk on water or raised from the dead. Just Jesus. So these guys are like, we've seen the miracles, but this is amazing. I love that story. How many get, like, I remember when I got saved, I was like, I'm going to get faith like that. How many guys tried to do that? Like, into a pool. Okay, maybe it's just me, but I have tried that so many times into a pool. I'm a really good swimmer, just tell you, because each time my faith was just not there. And sometimes I think Jesus is like, why do you even need to do that? You don't really need to have faith for that. You don't. That's not going to do anything for you walking on water. Let's put your faith to something. Let's bring some healing. Let's bring some restoration. Let's bring some wisdom in here. So we don't know why God sometimes does this, this miracle or that miracle, but we know that he can. So basically, if we want to live supernaturally, I do. I think it's awesome. Um, we want to have that supernatural ministry going on in our lives. There's really one thing, keeping our eyes on Jesus. Peter was completely fine until he looked at the waves, and he looked away, and he forgot what was in front of him. I mean, he's walking on water. How could you, you ever see something, sometimes it's, sometimes it's something really awesome, and sometimes something like really terrifying, you just have to keep looking at it, and you just can't stop, and you're like, I can't keep, get my eyes away from there. And I mean, if I saw someone walking on water, I think I'd just be like staring, like, what is happening? But not Peter. He got a little scared. He looked and he took his eyes off Jesus. But God is saying, if you want you want to live supernaturally, keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. 
Where is Jesus? He's in God's Word. He's in the presence of God all the time here. When we're thinking about what's going on. Don't make me laugh. Let me get going. Ha, ha, ha. See, that's all you got to do. Fake laugh. Everyone will be laughing. Ha, 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 ha. And everyone just starts laughing. That's what I do. You know, side note. Let's take a bunny trail for a second. So my animals probably think I'm crazy because I work from home. And sometimes I just go to the mirror and I just laugh. Like, especially if I'm crying, I'm like, I got to get over this. So the animals have this bathroom, and all of the animals think that the bathroom is a community room. And we have this rug, so I'm in the bathroom, and then all the animals line up. I've got two cats, two dogs, and they're just all sitting there, oh, looking at me. And so I start laughing, and then they're wagging their tail, and they're thinking, we're having a party in the bathroom. Mom's going crazy. So, like, my animals know the true me. My family does, too. Sometimes I'll just be sitting in the living room looking at some. I just bust out laughing. And my, now it's so normal that I'll be laughing and just laughing and laughing. And the kids will be like, Mom, i got to talk to you. And I'm just laughing. They don't even, it's not even like, what are you laughing about? It's not anything like that. It's just so normal. They'll just keep talking through it. That's good. That's a good day when it's like that. Better to get me when I'm laughing than when I'm crying. Y'all... It can be, it can be there. So we want to keep our eyes on Jesus. And sometimes that just laughing is what we need. So Jesus is his friend. You know, Jesus' friends, when they went to the boat, they just were doing natural things. He's like, you know, you've had a long day. Just get in the boat. You know, go do what you do. Go fish, whatever it is. So they were just doing natural things. You know, he didn't like, you know, levitate them and be like, I'm going to transcend you from here to the boat. He, you know, they actually walked, did natural, you know, with their body, got in the boat, went on there. The waves were happening. It was a normal day. They had seen so many miracles, but not every moment of their life was a miracle. We don't want to live from miracle to miracle. That's really stressful. When you need a miracle all the time, you know, when, when it's like nothing else will work but a miracle, no, I want to live in the presence so that miracles are just, you know, extra. If, think of how much anxiety that would cause if you had to, everything had to be a miracle. Every bill that you had paid, you know, you never had a job. You're just, I'm believing for a miracle. That would be stressful, right? If you never took care of your body and you just got sick and you just always, every time you got sick, you had to just believe for a miracle. That takes a lot. I got a lot of other things I want to use my faith to. So they had seen all this, but they lived normal lives. But they also knew that every moment with Jesus is supernatural, even when it feels normal. Even when you're getting up in the morning and you're tired and you're doing the everyday things, we can still be in the supernatural presence of Jesus. We need to look and say, just like Peter, as soon as we take our eyes, off Jesus, what he's doing, what he's saying, we're going to begin to sink. How many of you guys have got like right here? <laughs> and you're like, oh, I'm, I'm almost there. You know what happens is we start looking at everything else. <gasps> How am I going to pay for this? Are these people going to like me? What's going to happen next week? Who's going to, and you start, all of these things start coming in. But if we keep our eyes on him, we will make it through. Kind of begins to pull us up and we're like, okay. I can see the end of the tunnel. We got this. 
long as Jesus kept his eyes, or as long as Peter kept his eyes on Jesus, what he was doing, it didn't matter what was going on in the natural. It didn't matter if that looked like it would work or not. It doesn't, look, it doesn't matter if it looked impossible. Once you've had those moments where supernatural, everything becomes supernatural. And I don't mean super weird. I mean, you don't have to be like, we don't want to be weird. We just want it to be supernatural. It should be normal that God speaks to us when we wake up. And he speaks to us throughout the day. And he, and he does things for our good. But we, w- we don't want to be like, oh, I have to wake up. Let's get the Holy Ghost moving in the morning and do like, cra- I mean, I had people that in my life, I saw some weird stuff. And I was like, God, I don't think that's you. <laughs> you know when it's God because you know his nature, right? You know his character. You have Jesus living inside you. You know what? If he's living inside, you know him pretty well. So even when it seemed that they were in the natural, God was still there. Impossible things could still happen. That miracle-working power of God enables us to have faith for these things to happen. Have you ever felt that wave, like all of a sudden, and just like like Peter, all of a sudden things are going okay, and just that wave of defeat just folds over you? You ever got caught under a wave, and then the next one comes, and the next one comes, and you're thinking, "This is it. This is how I go." I li- I grew up on Lake Michigan. Once a week, I think that was my life. I thought, "This is how I'm going to go." And if you have been to the beach with me when there's waves, you know why I'm like that, right? I don't care if I don't care if you're 50 years old. I'm like, you are going to your knees. If you go past your knees, I'm going to thank you. How many of you guys have been to the beach with me like that? Mercy, I'm literally pulling her. She's a grown woman. This happened just a few months ago. I'm like, get over here. Get over. We're at one, two. Mercy's like, you don't have to count me. I'm like, don't tell me what to do. I'm like, we're done. Get in. Move in. Move in. She's like, it's fine. I'm like, get in here. I will drag you. Okay? So when that keeps happening... You know, and it gets, it just hits you over and over and over. And you're like, I don't know which way to turn. I don't know what to do. You know, I, I don't see a way out of this. You know, in those moments, the, the thing I always think of is, Lord, thank you that I have you in those waves. But it's like you cannot see anything. And when you're stuck under a wave, you don't even know which way's up or down or how you're going to get out or when the next one's coming, if there's breath coming. Man, it's difficult. You don't know what to do. We try to swim. We do our best in our natural ability. We, and when that happens, when I get up, you try to be cool about it. You get up. Your hair's all one way. <laughs> you know, you're looking to see if your suit's still on. You're walking out of there like, I got this. You fall, get hit by another wave. I was there. You know what? I think I, I'm going to share this. It's hilarious. So we had a huge, yeah, you were there. So um, we had a day, these huge waves, and they were so hard, and I was trying to, so like I was like I don't really want to get my hair wet yet, and so I was standing with my back to the wave, and I thought God's probably thinking, don't you turn your back to things, and literally the wave came up and spanked me so hard my whole backside was red. I was like, oh man, I better listen. I just got spanked by a wave. <laughs> so you're trying your natural ability to do everything. Like I can handle this. I can do this. But the shore kind of seems farther away than you thought. There's some holes, there's some things going on. 
and the storms sometimes seem impossible to navigate. Have you guys ever been there? It seems like I can't get out of this situation. I can't change my life right now. Things are not good. My family's not good or my health is not good. I can't change these situations. I cannot see. I'm stuck under this wave. That's what happens to us sometimes. That's in the natural. We feel it. But God's like, you know what, let's, I know that's how you feel. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? So when we meet Jesus, we follow him, we hear stories. How many of you guys have heard these supernatural stories, or some of them, or one of them? I mean, one is enough. If I heard one story of someone walking on water, that's enough. If I heard one story of a million people walking out of slavery with no sickness among them, that's enough. So we've heard lots of these stories. We've heard testimonies of people coming up here. We heard a testimony how God even cares about your pets, the littlest things. We have seen God do things. So we hear these stories of what Jesus came for, what he's done, what God has done. We experience miracles. We experience these testimonies. Then we start to look at the storm. It's really great when the storm is in someone else's neighborhood. (laughs) someone else's pond, someone else's lake, right? You're like, you're like, you just need to get built up. You're just the power of the Lord. Let me pray for you. And then we just say like a couple words and you're like, but you're not in the storm. I'm under the wave and you're up above the wave looking at me like you're fine. I'm not feeling fine right now, right? We start to look at the storm. It's a lot easier to look at someone else's storm than your own storm. Their storm looks small. Your storm looks huge because you're in the storm, right? I always think my kids, um, when they have a little storm, um, <laughs> like to me, I'm thinking, I always tell my kids, you're so lucky that God put you in this family. I say, because your storms, like the things they think are big, I'm like, I wish those were my storms when I was a kid, Right? But to them, they're huge. And I have to remember, sometimes I just want to be like, you know, that, you just, you just want to go off and be like, you don't even know. You don't know what it's like. Let me tell you. I literally had to walk to school. Then when my mom did bring me, she had so many kids, she left me at the playground all the time. I walk home. True stories. True stories. Okay, this. That, I learned where my house was uh, from a lot of different places. In town, I learned how to walk through the woods. I'm not the only one. When she had the twins, she had three little kids, and she had twins, and she went to her mom's house. She goes home, and my grandma calls her and says, Did you forget anything at my house? (laughs) Now, they're about two weeks old. My mom goes, Absolutely not. I got everything. I got the diaper bag, got the kids. And my grandma goes, Well, what about the babies? They're sitting on their car seats on the table. <laughs> so it's just not me. I don't remember. Um, one Not too long ago, Matt pulls up to the driveway. He comes home, and he's just so loving. He gives me a hug. And How was your day? And I said, and where's Lana? Oh, he <laughs> runs to the car, <laughs> peels out, gets there, and she's in practice. She didn't even know, and I'm just like, we'll never tell her you forgot her. Now y'all keep our secret for us. No, she knows. I'm teasing. 
But you know what? Jesus never forgets us. He never leaves us at the playground. He's never too busy about what's going on, even if it's little in our life. So good. It is so good. We start looking at that storm. It looks deep and chaotic. You know, we wonder, why is this happening? That's like the worst question to ask. Why is this happening? It doesn't matter. You won't like the answer. Even if it was the best answer anyone could give you, you won't like it. Because when you are in pain, when you are breaking, when you are hurting, why doesn't matter. No answer is going to heal that. Right? It doesn't matter. We want to we ask why. Why, God, did you do it this way? Why didn't you do it this way? Why aren't you doing this? Reasoning about you know, reasoning about how unnatural it is, you know, to walk on this water. We're trying to be like, oh, well, you know, God can't do that. So we're trying to figure this out. But when we take our eyes off Jesus, we begin to sink. That's really the bottom line. When we start asking why, you know, Peter probably got out there and he's like, why am I walking on water? Look at these waves. We start reminding ourselves what we think God didn't do or has not done for us. We start to think about what's impossible. Sometimes I look back at some of the miracles and I'm thinking, how did, God, did you really do that? Even after it's happened, you know, I'm thinking, wow. Or we think, God, why didn't you do it this way? God, you should listen to me. Oh my gosh, you guys, if I would have got the prayers that I asked for, Oh my, I asked for so many things in my life and I look back and I'm like, God, you are so good to me. And you're looking and saying, you don't want that. You don't want that. We don't need to ask God why. All it'll do is make us think because we won't like the answer. But what we need to do instead <clears throat> is remind ourselves that God is good. If it's goodness, it's from the Lord. Jesus is a good king. He doesn't hold things over us. He doesn't punish us. He doesn't do any of that stuff. His ways are higher than our ways. He can see long before we can. You know, think about your children. Sometimes you put boundaries on them. Why? Because they don't see the consequences that are five years or ten years down the road, right? You see it because maybe you walk there. Or maybe, you know, because you're older. And it's kind of like that. Like, we have a different perspective than a small child um, because we have grown and we've had experiences. Well, God is most grown. <laughs> He's everything. You have Jesus. They have a different perspective. Their wa- his ways are higher. His thoughts are higher. He knows. He knows long before we can see what's going on. When we feel hopeless, he always brings hope. That's why we need to keep our eyes on him. Because even when you know this, this situation is not going to turn out the way I want the way I think it should. I need to look at Jesus and say, okay, how do you want this to turn out? What are you going to do here? And I'm going to keep looking at him. And he's going to bring hope and he's going to say, you know what, you don't need to know where that's coming from. You don't need to know. It's just going to happen. I'm going to take care of it. We need Jesus, especially in the storms. When it feels like we're drowning, all wisdom, all knowledge, 
All comfort, all peace comes from him. And just like Peter, we are living in a natural world. We have to do all the natural stuff. We have to get up. We have to go to work or school. We have to do chores. Yes, even laundry. I know, you guys, like... But, you know, I think about that. We always talk about laundry. You can wash it. You can dry it. But putting away, I don't know. You know why? But think about it. We have so many clothes. We have so much. God has blessed us with so much that it's like in abundance. I mean, he could say, you know what? You don't want to have to do laundry anymore? I'll give you one outfit. You wash it out. Here you go. That's what some people live. That's what some people do. That was just an extra on the chores. I just, just the normal things you have to do. Instead of be like, you know, we should look at our pile of laundry and be like, yes, I am blessed. God has given me over and abundance, abundance, you know, running over. God, you have blessed me so much. Thank you. Next time you look at your laundry, we're going to hear a shout. Woo! (laughs) People will be like, what's going on in their laundry room, right? That is good. We've got to do these normal things. We've got to take care of the kids. I know it's a chore. My kids are getting old enough. They're starting to take care of me. Oh, mom doesn't really want to make dinner. I got you. I'm like, so if I say that every day, <laughs> Layla probably would. You know, we have to run the errands. We still have to do those things. You can't just drive your car forever. Eventually, you better get gas or you're going to learn to walk really fast. Um, so we still have to do those things. We're living in a natural world. There are some natural things that you should do. Don't just sit on your couch and be like, Lord, transcend me to work. Do my work for me. You know, fold the laundry. I don't think it's going to be like Fantasia and the laundry just starts getting up, folding itself and put, you know, I don't think God's going to do that. Faith without works is dead. You've got to do something. <laughs> so we live in this natural world. There's natural things. But Peter saw Jesus. He said, I've seen, I've experienced supernatural with him. And we can do what's impossible the impossible. You guys, it's, I'm up here speaking. That's impossible. If I looked at me when I was five, this would be impossible. You put me in, one person come up, someone say hi to me that I knew. I would bust in tears, run away and cry. I didn't talk to anybody. I was like so shy. Every, I cried every day the first day of school up until sixth grade. You guys, yeah, I still cry the first day of school. Different tears, different tears. <sighs> Do you know what I mean? Like, the, to me, that's supernatural. I couldn't read. Do you know that I had dyslexia so bad that I couldn't read? They put me in special ed when I was little. But, you know, then I met Jesus. I got completely healed. That I didn't go through training and all of this. God, just one day, I said, God, I want to be able to read your word. He lifted off me. I can, I'll tell you, I can read I can, I'm way past. I went from being in special ed, and they're like, we don't know what happened to this kid. Like, my mom, they were, like, going to hold me back and everything. And then they're like, now she's advanced. Like, what happened in, in, like, weeks? This child went, couldn't even write. I couldn't even write my own name to being able to write stories and getting awards and all this crazy stuff. That's a God we serve. That's a miracle. See, that is... You're right, that's a walk-on-water moment for me. If you can't read, that's a walk-on-water moment. Man, I can read a 500-page book in a day now. I'm like, shh. I like got like, I'm, I can read really fast now. 
and I love to read. I got like a stack of books, and I'll just like, I'm like, I'm going to take a bath, Matt's like, how many books are you reading? <laughs> I'll just read the whole thing. I'm not getting out. There's not even any water left. You guys ever do that? Anyone ever do that? You let the water out, but you didn't finish, and then all of a sudden, next thing you know, like, you're completely dry. There's no water in there. That's my life, because I'm going to finish that book. Reading. I know. You guys, I tell you, it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. So we can do the impossible. All we have to do is keep our eyes on Jesus. We can't ask the why, why, why. You're never going to like the answers. We need to say, I see you, Jesus. I've seen what you've done. You did it for, for you know, Peter. You did it for the disciples. You're going to do it for me. And I live supernatural because Jesus is supernatural and he lives inside of us. That's it. Everything right now, I'm being supernatural because the Holy Spirit lives in me. So I can't just be natural. I'm never just natural. I'm always in everything supernatural. So are you. That's good to know that the Holy Spirit is always with you. When you make good decisions, he's with you. But you know what else? When you make bad decisions, he's with you too. He has preserved my life so many times. So many times. And you guys know that we can think like Jesus because the whole, he, his spirit lives inside of us. So we can have thoughts like Jesus has thoughts. That's pretty good because he's all-knowing, he's wise, he understands. We can think like him because we've been taught his nature. He's given us gifts. He's given us wisdom and knowledge and discernment. We can feel what's going on in the atmosphere because the Holy Spirit lives in us and the Holy Spirit knows what's going on. Because God, the Most High God, lives inside us as the Holy Spirit. We can't sink. Even if it feels like we're sinking, Jesus has got our hand. We're not going to sink. He's got us. Even when it looks bad, Jesus is there saying, I still got you. We're going back to the boat. You know, maybe you wanted to walk on water, but we're going to go back to the boat for a little bit. He's still got you. It doesn't matter what spot he has you. It doesn't matter if you're up to here or you're up to here. It doesn't matter. He still has you. We are supernatural, living in a natural world. And as long as we look to Jesus, his word, we won't sink. We can't lose. Even in natural death, that is not even the end for us. So we can't lose. When we, we saw saying, you know, I'm going to see a victory, I am going to see a victory in every area of my life. In every area of my life. So even the things you think, well, this is the end, it's just the end of that season because God is bringing you victory in a new season. Because we live in a natural world, but we are never nat- completely natural. We always have that supernatural aspect. So we need to keep our eyes looking on Jesus. Not on everything that's going around, not on our circumstances, not on what's wrong. You know, the greatest thing is when you look to Jesus your problems, your circumstances get smaller. You know that what also happens is you start to look at other people who seem to have big waves and you're able to step over with them and you're able to partner with them and encourage them and then their problems and circumstances get smaller because you are pointing them to Jesus. You are pointing them to Jesus. They are seeing the joy in you. They are seeing the victory in you. They are seeing the breakthrough in you. 
And you know what happens when they're looking at your breakthroughs, your victories, when they're looking here in your testimonies? Their eyes are on who? Jesus. Because that's who you're talking about. That's who you're walking with. So not just for you, but for every person that you come in contact with. Every moment is supernatural. Let's just end on that. And we're just going to pray.